Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm still not dropping this. Stop sending me reaction videos for the <laughs> Spider-Man trailer. I watched it. It'll probably be fine. Stop with this psychological warfare, YouTube. At least this time it makes a little more sense, given what I've actually watched in the past week. I also got one for A View to a Kill, first reaction. <laughs> I mean, I'm Alex. I got one for a Hyams album from last year, an album I love. I didn't get reaction videos until Alex started whining at me in Facebook Messenger. <laughs> so thanks, bud. I'm Britain, and I'm not sick anymore. So Just in time for you to get better, now just, you start getting reaction videos. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, inflammation of the sinuses reaction. Whoa! First time having the flu. <laughs> A baby reacts to it. Uh, but it's okay. I'm in a good mood because of the movie we're going to talk about today. Yep, we've certainly got uh, a peculiar one, if nothing else, this week. We sure do. Guys, I have a, a confession to make. Multiple times uh, on this podcast, I have turned on the old movie box, hoping that maybe this will be the week. Maybe it's maybe this time I'll be happy. And this week, I feel like I finally got the thing I've been wanting from so many of these franchises. A good, bad movie. We got it. We did it. I w- we, oh. I think it, the problem is really the era. <clears throat> because we normally don't delve into the 80s. Like, normally sure, we're kind of... Sure, You know, maybe we're doing some classics like the Indiana Jones movies, or... Yeah. Um, maybe we're doing the sort of... I don't know, maybe alien movies. Like, the, <clears throat> there are movies we've done that are from the 80s, but in terms of these franchises that just churn them out, uh, we true. haven't really gotten into it, except for maybe James Bond. Uh which we were just too sad about most of the time to enjoy yeah. a good bad movie. <laughs> yeah, there are there are some good bad moments in those. There there have been good bad moments throughout these films uh that we've discussed, but this one I feel has I, I still wouldn't say it's one of my favorite good bad movies, but I I would certifiably call it a good bad movie and yes. that made me so happy. Tyler, what is that movie? Uh Halloween 3 season of the witch every word makes sense for the movie plot (laughs) it's all germane (laughs) not the content but thank you very much (laughs) alex give us the scores before i do that is this the most baffling title we've had to deal with in all of our i i think i figured out how it works Oh, for the movie. I think I, I think I get it. I think I kind of get it, but at the same time, I think this is I one think, of the worst titles we have. <laughs> I think in terms of what it, how it misleads you, in terms of like, all right, all right. Let, let's think about this. So, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, right? Yes. Batman does fight Superman, and you get shoehorned in. Justice League setup, which is exactly what that title makes you think is going to happen. Yep, yep. It, it is del- an accurate it delivers representation on, on, on both of those of mm-hmm, the film. Mm-hmm. 
this is like like the season of the witch gives you such a different vibe especially when you're pairing it with halloween yeah so you're thinking slasher movie maybe it's not gonna have michael myers but it's some sort of slasher movie you know something in in the same realm uh and this is just completely off the wall and does not sound or does not have a plot that makes you think at all of this title <laughs> i don't know how they got to this title from yeah like uh, whether the title was decided after the movie plot was finalized or the, the script was finalized or the title was decided first and then they just made the script i don't know how both came together in the same package i don't i don't know how we got there yeah tyler it, it all makes sense when you just say one word stonehenge mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Salwin, so how really halloween 3 season of the witch directed by tommy lee wallace from 1982 has a 41% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 27% audience score. All right. And if you think those are low for this franchise, you ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) (laughs) Britain, I think you should go first. That way, um, uh, Joseph, uh, 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 he can uh, go ahead and get angry. He can get his anger (laughs) out. Get it out of the way. <laughs> well, I really do want to clarify. When I say a good, bad movie, I am not defending its uh, filmmaking merit. Merely, I will. Merely saying that <laughs> I enjoyed watching how buck wild this thing was. Um, my best thing about the movie is just how dumb it is. Like, And I, I shouldn't use such a <laughs> pejorative word, but like, it's so... The premise alone is so silly. Um, a man is mass producing masks so that kids will put on the masks and then their heads will be bad. They'll get not even mind controlled, just like exploded with bugs and stuff, which we, we have to talk later about the physics of, of what the masks do to them, because that is a whole other literal can of worms. Um, that kind of not really worms snakes, but, um, it's, that is so silly. So a doctor decides that he has to go brawn his way through uh, espionage, kind of, to fix it. We have no idea what the point of the plan is. We just know what the what the execution is. We don't know what's going to happen to these kids once their heads are exploded. We don't know what the purpose of it is. We just don't have something to do. It is the only tie it has to the rest of the Halloween movies is that it mentions Samhain, which we all mispronounce as Sam Hain in the last one. Uh, so may I call well, for all three of they, us. I think they say Sam Hain. I think they do the, say Sam Hain in that movie, and movie. in this one, the guy says Samhain. Um, but it's that that like oh, see, he said the thing that Michael Myers wrote down, which I understand if you're doing a if the idea was originally to make a series of anthology films, if this is the thing that links all of them, that they all take place connected to Samhain, that's fine. Whatever. It's so baffling. It's so silly. There's so many great moments. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I will, we'll get to all of them. Uh, I just found it so delightfully inept with that said, I think there are some practical effects that are really gross that I liked that I think are pretty, pretty neat to look at. Um, as far as the worst thing, I mean, I don't know. The main character is kind of a blockhead, (laughs) you know, he's, he's just kind of a dullard. I, I don't. I feel like I had a, a set worst thing 
But this is one of those things where everything that's really bad about the movie manifested in some way that I found kind of joyful. Sure. Um, and and that made me laugh. Um, so yeah, I don't know that I have like a a a, a thing that I went. Oh no, I just don't like that. Um, but if I think of it, I'll I'll interject. So someone else. I can go. My best thing is just that this movie it's it's not so much that it's stupid. It is stupid, but I like just how weird it is. Sure. I I appreciate kind of the um the gall of the filmmakers to go in such a completely <laughs> different direction of just like, no, we did Michael Myers. It's done. Now we're going to just do whatever we want. Um I I really really like the premise. Yeah. <laughs> just like everything about most of this movie kind of worked for me. And I think that really, um, one thing that really helped with that was the fact that Tyler and I watched it in a group setting with, with several other people. So kind of getting their reactions and some of them were more frustrated by the movie than I think either of us were like feeding off of that. Like we were make we were cracking jokes the whole time because the movie's just silly. Um, but I still think like, I don't know. There's something about it in terms of like, it just goes its own way and mm-hmm. it doesn't really it, it doesn't really feel the need to like shoehorn in a whole bunch of references to the previous two Halloween movies. It's not I mean the cinematography similar because it's still Dean Cundy and and like the the um, businessman robot henchmen <laughs> are kind of shot like Michael Myers in, in some scenes, but it didn't feel like oh, we're just doing like a cheapo version of Michael Myers because we have no ideas. No, this movie has all sorts of ideas. (laughs) It does. Um, So yeah, I I just, with so many franchises where our common complaint with so many of them is just you're just repeating tropes, diminishing returns, all that stuff. You can argue that this is still diminishing returns, but they go a completely different angle. And I, I, I just really, really respect that. Um. My worst thing is going to be the last 15 minutes. Um, I think that's where the movie kind of falls apart. Uh, not to say that the movie is like super well structured or like that it's got the most uh, logical plot in the world because it is it is fairly stupid. Um, there's a lot of leaps in logic. But I, I think at the end, like it just cuts a bunch of really weird corners and it doesn't really have a climax. So then they just have the fake love interest be a robot and keep attacking the, the protagonist over and over and over again. Watching and a guy fight an arm is pretty yes. good. And it's just, it's really stupid, but not in a satisfying way like I felt with the rest of the movie. And the quote-unquote ambiguous ending is just kind of plain awful. Um, I think if the movie was taking itself a lot more seriously, you could do something like that and be more effective. I don't want to just say John Carpenter should have directed it. Cause I feel like he would have nailed that, but <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, once you get to the end and, and basically after the villains done monologuing and, and the, the protagonist actually starts to do things, uh, I think it just kind of falls apart. Um, I liked most of it. <laughs> so yeah. know if i have a best thing (laughs) (laughs) um hmm let me let me let me chew on that for a second 
checking. Did you like the movie overall, Tyler? I got the sense when you watched it that you did, but at the same Not time, really, no. <laughs> it's I it's hard to were... tell when we're just joking the whole time yes, if you like actually are into I it. I think or not. you were looking. For... Well, I'll say that I was into it for a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I'll talk my worst thing in a second and, and talk more about my overall thoughts. Um, I think my best thing is, I don't even know the actor's name. Um, uh, who is the, the old man who is the, uh, oh, villain Connor Co- Cochran. Cochran. Col- but the, what's, what's the actor's Dan name? Dan O'Hurley. O'Hurley. Yeah. Dan O'Hurley. Yeah. Sure. Who is him. the, um, the CEO of Omnicorp in uh, RoboCop. Oh, huh. Look at that. Uh, I'm going to say him. I think he's creepy and fun, and he does this great uh, jumping back and forth between uh, being this, like, community man who is just, you know, helping this small town thrive and and giving everyone jobs, and then also being a horrifying monster who is trying to kill everybody. Um, I think he bounces between that really well. He's really menacing. He's a lot of fun. I love seeing his interactions with the other characters. Yeah, That was a good time. Uh, I, li- I liked him a lot in this. <clears throat> My worst thing overall is, I think that just the premise, um, going back to the title, the, it really did impact, it impacted my expectations, and it's also not a premise I would normally enjoy anyway, um, because when I watch this a spooky movie, when I watch a, especially a movie that is about Halloween, I always am going to be a big fan of of supernatural stuff and that's always where i'm gonna want to take it and and see like how uh creepy is this gonna get you know how unexplainable will the mysteries be they are unexplainable (laughs) but uh the premise that our the our our cochran connor cochran guy is i guess immortal i don't know where he came from he kind of talks about how humanity's gone away from or at least the irish have gone away from their traditions and he talks about it in a way that makes it sound like he was there right they used to do it i don't really know we never get the idea i was expecting the reveal to be like he was you know this immortal that he was the witch the titular witch but no he's he's just stolen a thing from stonehenge and all of the stuff around him and his plot is very tech based. Yeah. Uh, there it, obviously it does turn people into weird, rotten things full of bugs and whatever. Uh, but the actual idea being that they're supposed to wear the thing on their head and then the, the commercial will activate it. Like that's very yeah. not scary to me. That's very, techie that's very oh this is a it's a bond villain this is you know like yeah i know i know the outcome is pretty freaky uh and and as we mentioned the effects of the like the woman who gets her face blown in half is horrifying and very well done um but that just does not at all work for me in terms of something that is like oh this big spooky uh ancient evil has risen uh and that's really the vibe I get when I hear Oh, season of the witch. I'm thinking like, Oh, Blair, Witch she's going to sure. be spooky thing in the woods coming out to, uh, take the world back into the medieval ages and mm-hmm. 
destroy everything and uh yeah Anya Taylor Joy is gonna stare down a goat for a while or something yeah uh <laughs> I, I was expecting something with with more of a ancient horror vibe and instead it was very much we're trying to do a tech thing because I guess that's more what would resonate with people or more what we think what our test audiences think will resonate with people if it's about tech and how tv is bad for you i guess that's not really what the vibe of the movie is meant to be i think that's just like an ancillary thing that got roped into the main plot but yeah i i was not a fan of any of that and that really and and as the movie continued to reveal more and more that that's what it was and the fact that he's working with robots but somehow killing all those robots is enough of a sacrifice for right stonehenge to obliterate uh cochran and i guess still make i I don't know yeah i don't know um it did not make any sense to me and like they're almost going for or they're, they're they're close to catching a cabin in the woods kind of vibe where there are these horrible monsters that are being kept at bay with modern technology and ultimately that fails um i i feel like there's an even better like almost a doom oh the, sure. Uh, sure the the video game where it's oh we're we're investigating mars no no we've opened a portal to hell like that's <laughs> That's a cool vibe. That's a vibe I can get with. But it's not played like that. Like, they're pretty much in control the entire time, I guess. And we don't get a sense of what evils lurk within Stonehenge, except for some blue light. Um, And I know the masks are supposed to be activating the powers of Stonehenge, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand any of it. It did not thematically work for me. I, I was, like, into the movie to some extent. Um up through maybe like halfway and then as it became increasingly clear like oh this is just somehow they're using tech and the ultimate crux of the movie is going to be kids watching tv is bad and like it is bad in this particular premise again it's not really trying to be like an old man yells at cloud thing and (laughs) say tv's bad for you but um playing on i guess ideas of consumerism at least in the 80s um yeah, it, as that plot continued to be revealed and the fact that all the creepy guys in business suits are robots, uh, I was just like, I, I think I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, For the, that the, reason. The comparison, the plot that I kept comparing it to was Ivan Ooze in the Power Rangers movie. Sure. Where his entire plan in that movie is, I will sell ooze to kids who eventually their parents will find it, smell it, and that'll mind control them to walk into a quarry. <laughs> Uh-huh. And and then the <laughs> world. They'll, they'll they'll dig up my my ancient monsters and then they'll kill oh, themselves. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's so great because the, yeah, the, and and that his end game is never clarified. Like we have no idea what the purpose of this is. I, I do think the 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 computer thing. It kind of there's a movie that Sandra Bullock did in the early '90s called The Net. That I haven't watched, but I think it was supposed to be one of those early, like, the internet. Ooh, it's a scary thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. To kind of play on, you know, that. Which, it is a scary thing, but not for the reasons that I assume <laughs> that movie posits, um, <clears throat> having not seen it. But can, can we can we edit a trailer for that movie with Welcome to the Internet playing over it? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's actually a really nuanced, uh, specifically targeted 
a bit about or movie about the polarization of politics as performed yeah. by the internet through social media and seemingly innocuous things like memes. Yeah, it's really it it really dives in. You know, it it's it's ahead of its time. Who knew? Bo yeah, Burnham there... cites it as one of his greatest influences. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where a cat walks over a keyboard, and we, who knew it was predicting the future? Um, <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, but uh, I the. I loved this movie when I realized that they were doing the pumpkin opening titles, but it was a computer pumpkin. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That it was one showing up in pixels on an old computer monitor. And I think I said out loud, like, because it's the future. <laughs> Guys, look, it's the jack-o'-lantern on the computer. It's And it takes so long. So many things in this movie take so long. <laughs> oh, it was great. There's a montage later of kids buying the masks and walking home mm-hmm. to watch the 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 Halloween a thon, and it's just like Phoenix, Arizona, Seattle, Washington, Forks, Washington. You know, just all these different places, Twin Peaks, just wherever. <laughs> and this... it, it goes on for like what felt like twenty minutes. Just kids being in different locations, walking places, while they played that Eight More Days Till Halloween song again. I oh, would like to so propose great. that this movie would be better if uh, the um, at the end he just crashes into a tree and dies. Not Bert, not Burt Riddles crashes into a tree and dies, <laughs> and then uh, and then they play that montage, and then roll credits. Yeah, and like it's just like yeah, that's the. It's not ambiguous. They all die. <laughs> <laughs> that's the deal. <laughs> like Woo! Kevin in the Woods. Yeah. Um, spoilers for Kevin in the Woods. Yeah, it's oh my goodness. I I just I just love it, and I really love how. Um, so okay, maybe this is my worst thing. That the main character, Doctor Doctor Mustache, he mm-hmm. uh, and the female lead. Who I I, th- I thought was was good. That was yeah. the kind of performance that I was like, if you had been given material, you might be pretty good in this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Her father has been killed in a wonderful sequence. Her father's been killed, and by as a part of this plot, and then the doctor's like, people never die. That's so strange. I have to figure out why. Um. Except he got killed, and so he's trying to figure out what happened, and then. At one point, they they end up at this uh, what is it called Santa Santa Mita or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And they're at this hotel, and then they have sex, and mm-hmm. there is no reason. Like mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about uh, movies on the show where you know they get together because oh they're they're in they're in love because they're in love. Of course they are. It's a movie. N- don't worry about it. But those movies have them flirt at some point. They create mm-hmm. some kind of idea so that when that happens, it consummates something. In this movie, they're literally just like, I want to know what happened to my dad. I know my ex-wife is terrible. I hope my dad is okay, even though he's dead. I know we have to go there to figure it out. Where do you want to sleep, doctor? And then they have a oddly <laughs> explicit foreplay scene. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, all it did was consummate the movie rule of, you're the lead man, you're the lead woman, you gotta have sex four times throughout the movie. <laughs> because then they There's don't There's a stop. quota to fill. Really, it's so wild. Um, but anyway, the, the thing I wanted to talk about, after the, the computer pumpkin, um, 
the the guy uh, uh the main lady's dad who has figured out he he knows what's happened he's he's uh, mm-hmm. soylent green is made of people and he's going to tell us he escapes to a gas station and he's being tailed by one of the robot business guys he the robot they they tussle and wrestle. the robot guy gets him on his back and he's choking him and so dad looks over and he sees a car halted by a cinder block under one of the tires. And he goes, and then that light, those gears start turning. So he pulls the cinder block. The idea of course, being that the car is going to roll down the hill and crush the robot. What happens is the car very slowly moves towards him and then just kind of presses against the guy. And the robot makes a face like, Oh, and then he kind of slumps over. That was a good, that was a good description of the face, even though this is a visual medium or a, <laughs> Thank auditory you. medium, I should say. It was still, I think it captures it pretty well. Thank you. It is so, that whole thing is so limp and anticlimactic. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I just and then, loved it. And then the dad gets killed by a um, robot pulling his skull front out of the, yeah. the rest of the skull. <laughs> Something like that. Who and he then wipes his bloody because now somehow doing that made his gloves coated with blood. So he wipes them on the curtain. And I and my my first thought, of course, like why are you doing that? Everyone's going to see you. But he doesn't care because he's about to go immolate himself in the car. Mm -hmm. But it still felt really weird that he's like, well, I'm going to blow myself up, but I'm not programmed to be a slob. So let me just just clean off on these curtains. And then the nurse just falls to pieces, and he gets, it's so great. Which is a great, it's a very chilling scene, because he walks out, the businessman robot walks out of the um, patient room and just, like, carries on. And the nurse is freaking out, and, and really, you know, doing her best to act, yeah, act yeah. that scene. No, for you know, sure. she's, she's giving it all, and, and she is losing her mind, because she's not, she doesn't know how to stop this guy, and is like, holy crap, he just walked in and killed this patient, what in the world? Um, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. Um, like I said, the movie had me at some point. Sure. I the the best character in the movie for me is the gas station guy mm-hmm. who brings the dad in because he's just like a nice person who's <laughs> like, okay, well, do you want me to leave? Mom, Mom always told me I should help out when I see people getting hurt, and I was like, that's a nice guy. And then he's he also, okay at the end. He also leaves very uh, like the the expression is very much. I am getting out of here. I don't <laughs> know what's happening. I would like to get away now. I have I have done my good deed for the for the day. <laughs> I need to get out of here. Oh my goodness. I did want to backtrack a little bit because Britain, you you covered a lot of ground there. That's true. Um That's true. the the sex scene and how fast they got <laughs> to it didn't bother me actually. <laughs> Which I think is is very, very strange. Alex watching that scene was like, well, yeah, how long does it take you guys? Well, no, not 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 the scene itself. Sure, All sure. the stuff leading up to it. Of course, they don't really flirt. That's that's a good point. But I actually thought like this is the quintessential "you are good woman, I am good man." But like, I feel like the movie knew that mm. because I think it's already ludicrous that the doctor just decides to go with this random woman yeah. to investigate yeah. this in the first place. Of course, he's trying to get in her pants. Yeah. And then the fact that she's so willing to let him come along, like, all of that, like, it did not faze me when it got to that sex scene. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sounds good. I was like, 
Okay. That's the box. We know what movie we're in right now. Yeah. yeah. It is funny because they're about 30 um, years apart in age. And he, they have he sex. He asks like, her after they have sex. He's yeah. like, oh, wait, how old are you? And she's like, do you, I think she says like, do you really want to know or something? No, she says old enough or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something. Which isn't much great. better. Yeah. Yeah, it it's is. not better. <laughs> which leads me to my secret worst thing, which is uh, our main character, yeah, who is just as Leesball, and he's just a block. I hate him, like... and uh, he has a, a wife and children, and uh, ex-wife, but yes. Oh, is she? Do I they establish that said... at some point? Oh, yes, in a scene that I love that I'll talk about when you're done. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Because th- that's that's why they established that um you know he brings the Halloween masks for the kids and they're like no they got the fancy ones like right. it's supposed to be like oh the the but it, it, I, I guess it's her boyfriend or whatever is it's like oh he's better than you or you know something like that yeah they but get, she's mad about him getting home late I, I think guess it's the like he was supposed to pick up the kids or something maybe so but he doesn't he just leaves no I know like oh, it, I know. like he settles he settles down for dinner with them oh good and point. then leaves again. I don't know. Every conversation he has with her, he's like, hey, Ike. And she's like, why aren't you here? I can't believe you're not here. These children are your children, too. Well, and that's my favorite. That does lead to maybe my favorite scene in the movie, which is when he's in the middle of the warehouse after he discovers what the masks, the deal with the masks are. Um, And he is sweaty and tired and delirious. And he pulls up the phone and tries to dial her. And he's like, you got to, the mask, throw the the mask away. The the, the commercial, it's the silver shamrock. The one more day to Halloween, one more day to Halloween. You got to, you got to stop. You got to, and his wife or ex-wife is just very understandably like, what are you on? What's happening here? It's so funny. Um, It's, it's great. And then she hangs up on him um, as she should. Uh, Britain. How much joy did you get out of that? The actress playing the ex-wife being Annie from the first. Halloween? Oh, is that Annie? It is. Oh, you messaged us going, guys. You will quickly find out why I love this movie so much, and I thought it was going to be because they continue her being annoying and oh, just yelling no. at people. <laughs> no, I meant the slow car squish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I meant that it would quickly become apparent how bad it is. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. Um, yeah. The also Jamie Lee Curtis uh, plays a telephone operator voice later in the movie. Oh, that's fun. Uh, yeah. Um, the, so the scene I mentioned, there's a bit where I think it's after the uh, robot has killed the dad and the cars exploded. So so Blockhead, Dr. Mustache, is uh, sitting there on the phone again with his wife or ex-wife and she's just screaming at him. And on the left side of the screen is a fireman quote-unquote who is just an extra who has no lines and the only way you know he's a fireman is he's wearing a plastic yellow helmet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with like a, a flap of red felt on the front that has a, an f on it and he's just standing there eating like kind of reacting and he was the only thing i was watching in, in this sequence <laughs> Because as as the doctor's like, what? But no, but you gotta, yo, listen, I I can't, I don't mean, he was killed. I'm sorry I'm late. He hangs up and he says, my ex, can you believe it? And and the fireman's face is like, I know. But he's like got a mouthful of donut and he's like, mm-hmm. And then <laughs> a, a businessman, I guess like one of the insurance guys or something, just walks on screen 
and starts very actively in addressing a clipboard to the fireman extra who's just like, oh, oh yeah, for sure. And then they have to really address the clipboard <laughs> while the action goes back to the doctor. Oh, it's so good. I like the idea that this fireman, this is like a like a Green Lantern situation where <laughs> the original fireman uh, was actually on site and died in the car explosion. And he's picked up the helmet and put it on. And he's like, well, I guess I'm the fireman. Now. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. What do I do? But OK. I've... All right. This man. This man. Oh, yes. X, but... Ex-wife. Yes. Very good. And that, but that I, would be I, like. I, if... I can relate. I'm not 14. <laughs> That would be like if Hal Jordan was in front of the Green Lantern Corps, but the Green Lantern was a ring pop. <laughs> like, that's the <laughs> level of production value I of I am this the Green fire. Lantern. Yeah, can you not tell? Robinson <laughs> gave this to me. I don't understand. Oh, my God. What's and, your problem? And Tomar Ray is just a chicken <laughs> that they found. <laughs> it was it was so good. Oh, my god. Coming gracious. to HBO Max next summer. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if they can the make Tomar The Fireman Ray... from Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. <laughs> If they can make Tomar Ray the sidekick to Bat Boy Green Lantern, I will. You, you'll have won me back, DC. <laughs> I don't think they're going to win you back that way. No, probably not. Uh, I was so confused by the premise of the movie being yeah. the corporate bad guy is getting rich off of Halloween masks. Yeah. Right. Well, I was so confused by that. He's getting rich and then he's doing a sacrifice for reasons. Yep. It is it is a niche business anyway, but he he is not only rich, he is able to he owns a town. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like it's like Shit's Creek or something. Like this is his place. It's so funny. And and the movie it's not stylized like a Tim Burton movie almost right. where it's like no, in this world everyone's just obsessed with Halloween. So of course you'd have like super rich people that are sure, just like sure. producing costumes yeah. or Halloween masks. I feel like that's probably the the route they should have gone with this. Um, but like overall the way it's shot, like we still keep the grounded John Carpenter, Dean Cundy kind of feel to it. Um, and I, that I, for a movie this bonkers, it needs to be more stylized. Yeah. But that contrast does make it much funnier. <laughs> yeah, it's now, pretty good. Well, they also inexplicably they have visitors to this factory there's, i was getting willy wonka vibes right but that there's a woman who's not julia sweeney who she's the one who gets her face messed up mm-hmm. yeah and then there's a family that's it's it's not john candy not fran drescher and not the kid from a league of their own <laughs> like sure correct and and they're on vacation, I guess, and they're really excited, and then that boy dies. The boy dies. Well, no, the father is supposed to be the best salesman for yes. the company, oh, for the masks. Yes. Interesting. Which, I don't know why he gets sacrificed. I guess yeah. it's because we've reached Halloween. We have no more, we, we have no need to sell any more masks. Yeah. Um, But they never really explained why the masks were so special as a consumer product. Right. Yeah, so I was just so like, is... so it's like it's a pumpkin mask with a microchip in the back. But do the parents or kids even know that there's a microchip in it? And yeah, so this is what I wanted to ask. Um, Stonehenge. I was, not, I was not alive in the eighties. Um, Alex, you were you were thirty seven in nineteen eighty two. Can you thirty eight? But go on. Okay. Can you elaborate on why a pumpkin mask, a witch mask, and skeleton? Oh, what's 
A skeleton mask, yes, yes. Why these are so incredibly popular when, like, the, it require it by, by the fact that there are three of them and they're very generic. You're telling me that every kid in America was like, oh my gosh, I have to look like one of these other kids. Yeah. Like, I, I have to look like a third of the kids that are walking down the street while I trick or treat. Why? What was the appeal there? What, yeah. Yeah, kids, and, kids like to do weird stuff. In they a, wanna, in they a wanna... post Star Wars world, exactly. Why would they do this? Why? Are, I was going to say it's actually a ca- it's a counterculture thing. It's it's like a, a thirty year reverse. <laughs> We're bringing back the traditions because all the other kids are wearing like Darth Vader helmets and Yoda masks and 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 Chewie masks mm-hmm. and and Indiana Jones hats and and whatnot. They got to bring back the classics. They're making a resurgence, guys. It's nineteen eighty two. We're living our lives. I want a pumpkin mask with a microchip in the back. <laughs> well, I think the, the microchip... Just like in the, in the 1950s. Yeah. The microchip yeah, is disguised... Like the, 19- <laughs> the, the microchip is disguised as a very clunky logo that's just, yes. like, stitched onto it. Um, yeah, no, that, that was something I wondered, too, is, like, I guess it's just supposed to be about marketing because the kids get so excited every time that commercial comes on. Two more mm-hmm. days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. The London Bridge is falling down. Every time it comes on, they get so excited about it. And I mean, I guess it's a maybe there's like hypnotism in the commercial or something. I don't know. Yeah, so, I, was, I was a little confused about that as well, because I don't feel like any kid under the age of like seven would be like so excited by that commercial. <laughs> like, I feel like you could get some some, you know young whippersnappers in there with the catchy tune. But I feel like eventually, like if you get to like eight or nine years old, you're like that commercial's annoying and stupid. Turn it off. I really like that. Alex is sticking to the bit um, and saying young whippersnappers with a catchy tune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the HRL was 38. In uh, yeah. Howdy. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I know we're just completely not following the track of the movie and bouncing all over the place. So I'm going to continue to do that. Um, the end where the kid were basically, so to set the scene, um, not Burt Reynolds has run up to the gas station and our our man from the beginning of the movie is there and he's like, you got to get me a phone so I can tell the people to turn off the channel or turn the commercial off on the channel. And um, the, and this sets up the ambiguous ending because we don't know if they turn off. They finally ultimately turn it off. But in the process of this, three children walk in uh get some candy from the guy and immediately start watching his TV because they notice the commercial is on and like walk into his gas station. I don't know why kids are out here for one. <laughs> yeah. But then they walk into the station to be like, Oh, we need to go watch the TV right there. And the guy's like, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, well you know, it was the, it was, it was the eighties. It was safer. Your kids could just trick or treat at a gas station and watch their TV. <laughs> It's not even like a gas station, I think, but it's I don't I don't even know. It's like a truck stop. I, I was I was so baffled by that. I didn't even like think to question like why are the kids there? Why are they trick or treating at a gas station? Why yeah. did they just walk in? Like I was just like, did we? I thought when he blew up the the bad guy mm-hmm. and all the robots and Stonehenge and all that, I thought the problem was solved. I thought we were done. Why? Yeah, he, why he do blowing we, up the command center? Why does he have to stop the commercial now? Like I, I I didn't understand any of that. Yeah. Um 
Um, and like, like there is no explanation for anything that happens in that correct. last twenty minutes. For all we know, he, he did stop it, and it's fine. That's and there true. Is no we don't. We don't whatsoever. know. <laughs> for all we know, he's like, take it off the air. Oh God! And then like they don't, and then it's fine. And then that, the kids are that like, actually yeah. would have been a better ending. I think. I, th- I think that would have been a fun time. Um, <laughs> but the kid goes up to the TV while the commercial's on, and and our main character is like, take it off. And so they take it off and the kid's like, Ooh, and then immediately starts turning the channel and it's on another channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did actually like that though. That was a nice touch of like escalating the tension of like, Oh, he, you think he's, he's canceled the commercial because he got the, the one channel and then they just turn it and it's immediately on it's the just, next one. It's yeah. great. And it's, it's a very, uh, it's like a Patrick from SpongeBob bit where he just keeps finding the kids just keeps going. Oh, well, well maybe it's on this channel. I'll go, so go change that. And, yeah. <laughs> and again, the, the oil man is just standing there. Yep. He's just like, all right. Yeah. And the guy, and the, the I don't li- know what this guy's yelling about. You kids have fun. <laughs> yeah. The guy's just literally, he's just yelling into the phone. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it's the, it. <laughs> it's on the third channel. The third channel. Yeah, um the so so the the thing about these microchips. So we we see them happen well, a couple of times. They're not really ways. microchips. They're actually quite large. Right. I, the, the thing about these uh microchips. The what are the what are the jumbo cheese it um things is that the the lady who is by herself um at the the hotel she finds one cuz I guess it fell off of a mask that she had bought for her child. And she leaves it, it like leaves it in her hotel room, and she's reading or whatever. The microchip shoots a laser at her that like causes her lips to like blooming onion explode. Mm-hmm. In a that's a again great horrifying effect. description. Yeah. It, it it's a great looking effect. It's super gross. And then some bugs crawl out, and I was like, that's weird. I guess it, the laser laid eggs in her face. But then later, when the 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 loud kid. Uh, riding his bike indoors like a hooligan, mm-hmm. he pu- he puts on the pumpkin mask, and then the mask like kind of melts on him a little bit, and then that like fries his head, and then the parents are freaking out, John Candy and Friend Drescher, and bugs start coming out of his head, snakes start coming out of his head, like that makes no sense to me because. Unless it's, is it supposed to be a magic thing or is it just a technology thing? Because the technology thing suggests that they just turned his head into a bunch of snakes and bugs. It just oogie yeah. boogied him. No, it's it's supposed to be a magic Stonehenge tech thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Magic not, tech. Like in Final yeah. Fantasy VI. Gotcha. Yeah. It's yeah. so it's so weird. It's a gross effect and it I mean, they did a good job with it. But like it's such a weird like... And again, all of this is to achieve snakes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, w- I w- you know what I wish they had done. I wish that Dan O'Hurley's whole plan is that he wanted to be reverse St. Patrick and get all the snakes back to Ireland. So he had to create <laughs> a bunch of new snakes out of these kid heads. And I'm going to bring all the snakes back. And then at the end, it's just him sitting in County Kerry being like, I'm the king of the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Celtic Woman's over there trying to sing Danny Boy, and they're just being covered in snakes. It's a shame. Uh. 
It's great. Also, why is the Halloween mask gimmick so St. Patrick's Day uh, heavy? Yeah. I get that it's an Irish pagan witchcraft thing, but like, it's a shamrock. We all know that's a St. Patrick's Day association we make. I do wonder, I don't really know much about the behind the scenes with this one, aside from they actively were like, we don't want to do Michael Myers anymore. Let's do an anthology. So I don't know because Tommy Lee Wallace also has a the, the writing credit on this. Um, so I don't know if this all came from him. I don't know if it's like they took a couple of different ideas that people kind of threw at them of like, here's my pitch for a horror movie that you can use for the next Halloween or whatever. And they just kind of blended them all together i think carpenter has an uncredited writing thing on imdb i don't know if that's true yeah but i I don't know like it it is weird how given that they're like no we're actively taking like a new direction we're going our own way it does it it, it's not necessarily that it feels compromised it's just weird that it ends up feeling so muddled yeah 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 because it uh, going into this, I, I wondered if this was a case of, oh, people hate this movie because it's Halloween without Michael Myers, and everyone wanted it to have Michael Myers, and I was like, maybe it on its own, it's a it's a perfectly fine B horror movie from the '80s. It just if it didn't have the Halloween title, no one would really care, and it would just kind of come and go, and it'd just be a movie, whatever. Yeah, I do think there is a little bit of that. I do think there's a little bit of that. I- but it also doesn't make sense. Like the movie doesn't make sense, and the characters yeah. are bad, and like, it's it's so silly. I think it probably would have just disappeared into yeah, like irrelevancy. For if sure. it hasn't already, to some extent, I think it definitely would have without the Halloween title. I think it would have just been like, oh, that was a movie. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. Like, I, I. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm sure. Like, if AMC, like around Halloween time, you know, they do all their their marathons of movies. I'm. I'm certain <laughs> that when they do the Halloween movies, they probably just skip this one, right? I think so. I We're just know. gonna do the Michael Myers ones. <laughs> it, it was in the packet at the gift shop. You gotta use it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it was listed as a bonus disc. It was really weird. It's just a bonus feature on, like, Halloween 7. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really want Michael Myers to come back. I want to just do this again. I just want, like, another goof-em-up. I did did want to ask that, actually. And, of course, you know, we will kind of figure out the answer to this next week. But kind of given the fact that, obviously, this one didn't do well, and then they decided to go back to Michael Myers... Would you guys have preferred that they stayed on the path of anthology movies, or do you feel like the course correction is is justified? I think that Halloween, if I'd liked Halloween 2 more, I think I would be more disappointed in this one. Sure. And I'd be more excited for Michael Myers to come back. I think that the problem is that they tried, they started doing anthology movies with the third movie. And I understand why the second movie is Michael Myers again. Yeah. But I think it would have worked better if they had just led off with just Halloween 2, Season of the Witch, and just set that tone early. Well, I wouldn't have... I, I If you're going to do that, I wouldn't have numbered it. Oh, I would sure, have just said sure. Halloween, Season of the Witch. Sure, for sure. 
yeah, I, I think that that I, I don't know. I Halloween one and two feel so there's there's such a disparity for me in terms of how I feel about those movies that I'm like, mm-hmm. you already did Halloween once, and I don't. Or you already did Michael Myers once. I don't right now have faith that you can do him successfully again. I may feel I may be eating my hat next week, but as of right now, I'm like I don't know. I feel like you already did it. <laughs> like we're good. You didn't make it happen twice, so I don't know why I th- should think you can do it again. But we'll see. I could be wrong. I, so two things. One, I disagree. I want Michael Myers Myers back. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> two. <laughs> I have looked up the schedule for AMC's 2020 Fear Fest. Ooh. Um, and unless I have missed it, I believe at very, it's not even a marathon. Like, throughout the entire month of October 2020, they aired at various points. And this could be a rights thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a rights thing, but I think it also says how much they did not want to get the rights to it. Um, because I will say it doesn't look like they had Halloween 2 either, but they definitely did not air Halloween 3 Season of the Witch at any point during that time, despite airing Halloween, Halloween 4, Halloween 5, Halloween 6, Halloween Resurrection, <laughs> and Halloween H2O. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, really uh, did not care about the continuity there. Didn't, hmm. didn't, need, didn't need that extra numbering to make it all flow. I, am I have sorry. no interest yeah. in watching this again. <laughs> oh, no, probably not. Well, um, I <laughs> there are other good bad movies I would go to before this. But, yeah, I don't know. I am interested to see what the next, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what the next one is. I'm not, like, anti-Michael Myers, but we'll see. Now, Alex, of these, which have you seen moving forward, if any? I know I've seen four. I've okay. seen probably the majority of five. Have not seen six, but I know, like I said, I know a lot about the troubled production and kind of the, the different uh, cuts that come with that movie. I've seen H2O. I've seen Halloween Resurrection. I've seen both Rob Zombie movies, and then I've seen the 2018 one. So kind of a, a, a mixed bag. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Team's good. Yeah. <laughs> And most of that was probably that fear fest on on AMC, just kind of yeah. watching what whatever just kind of popped up. So, yeah. How much more, if anything, do we have to say about Halloween three, uh, season of the witch? Hmm. I don't D. know. D. D. Alex, what are you giving it? Are both of you are giving a D? Oh no, I'm giving it an F plus. No. Oh, yeah, this, oh, this is an F plus for me. That's high praise. Yeah, full full tilt. I I I don't think this is not a good bad movie that I can watch just yearly or something. But I think I would watch this with like some pals and just kind of goof on it. You know, there, again, there are others that I would go to more uh, more readily. But I do consider it a good bad movie. Watch out! Watch out, Britain. He's he's going for the B range. I'm, I'm watching him. I'm watching that face. I'm not going that far. I'm going to give it a C. Okay. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Sure. And I think 
I do think a lot of that just had to do with the group setting and we were kind of making fun of the movie and then, you know, we were having a good laugh while we were watching it. But even still, like, I enjoyed the movie. I got a lot out of it. I think I think the premise is just bonkers enough to kind of hold my attention. And then the last 15 minutes, I think, completely falls apart. Whatever goodwill the movie had, it kind of lost. But yeah. at the same time, it's insane. So I liked it. Yeah. It was neat. I like when he they should have done more of these. I like when he wrestles the arm, but you can tell it's just someone underneath the frame. <laughs> yeah. They're just not showing. It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The, that is one thing that we didn't talk about is that how is love interest? I guess. Was she a robot the whole time or was she turned into a robot? Like, did they make a robot of her after killing her? I think the that's the idea. The Although it still doesn't make sense because if, if she was a robot, she should have just attacked him the second he like untied her in that room. But she, like, follows him as he proceeds to blow up the whole place. Well, it's about the... She was programmed to love the chase. Yeah. <laughs> the thrill of the hunt. Yeah, the old man said that about 20 times in his monologue. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't have a movie to, like, fully recommend this week. Um, so, because, like, I, I watched An American in Paris and it didn't really hit me and i have one that i may end up recommending but i gotta finish watching it i'm not sure yet um but i will recommend um what the heck i'll recommend my favorite good bad movie uh and that is called camp this is from the 2010 maybe a little earlier um it is a summer camp movie all about a theater camp where a bunch of bunch of teens go to learn about theater, and it was made by people who have definitely heard of theater and definitely know about theater, but maybe don't know how to make a movie. Um, it includes lines such as "I'm a sports coach," and um, there's the main. Is it, is it "I'm a sports coach"? You gotta let me coach sports, <laughs> more or less. You're gonna be playing <laughs> any sports this summer. And there's the main character is basically a puka shell necklace that a wizard turned into a man. Um, it will you will also uh, familiar faces are Robin De Jesus uh, from the original cast of In the Heights on Broadway, and that's right, Anna Kendrick, and I believe her first movie role um, as Fritzy, uh, a young lady with a real sour face. It's great. <laughs> She's really fun in it. There's a lot of music that is okay and doesn't have the finale song has I do not it makes no sense to anything. It's a movie that works really well on me because I was a theater kid and I get all the like musical theater things in it and like a lot of good but not a lot of good bad movies but like some good bad movies I feel like there is a good version of a movie in there. Um and because there are some moments that I think are genuinely funny. But it just really doesn't know. It just really misses the ball. There's a cameo in it that is absolutely brain melting for for theater people. And it's great and we should do it on the podcast. Uh, I don't know where you can watch it. Maybe on Hulu still. I love it. And it's called Camp. My favorite good bad movie. Now, Alex, are you going to talk about Val, the documentary that you love? I still haven't watched it. I just assumed you'd be there opening day, my man. I mean, I can go ahead and recommend it because I will inevitably be recommending it at some point in the near future. Um, I, I uh, apparently I just went for like '60s classics uh, this this week. 
Uh, first film I watched on HBO Max was Cool Hand Luke. Ooh. From from 1967 with yeah. uh, Paul Newman. Uh, it's great. Tyler, I think you'd really dig it. Um, it's like Shawshank, but in the South. <laughs> and with Paul Newman, one of the greats. One of my favorites. And with Paul Newman. And and he's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, George any, Kennedy's uh, really good in that. Any relation to Randy Newman? I think they're married. Oh, okay. <laughs> for them yeah <laughs> um i don't want to say too much about it i do kind of feel like it's a good movie to just go in like completely cold and just be like it's like a chain gang movie and paul newman's great like leave it at that because yeah. there's so many memorable sequences in it like every scene i was like oh that's like i'm gonna remember that yeah oh i'm gonna remember that too and i was doing the movie's like it's over two hours i was like every scene um it's really good yeah good very good movie shocker cool hand luke pretty good movie <laughs> hot um take and then the other film i watched uh was mutiny on the bounty oh wow the three hour epic from 1962 with uh marlon brando um as as everyone knows i'm sure because i i sometimes will bring him up uh in my rantings and ravings i am not the biggest fan of marlon brando at least as a professional actor because uh his, his behavior on set based on my understanding is completely inexcusable um yeah. and i i've heard he was difficult to work with even back on this film and i think this was partially what led to him kind of um being on the hollywood blacklist until the godfather um if i remember correctly but he is really, really good in the movie, and it's very different from the other roles that I've seen him in. It's not him just kind of muttering lines like he does in Godfather, which he's very good at, um, or even like Apocalypse Now. Um, Tyler, I think you'd also like Mutiny on the Bounty. It's another film that kind of feels like, I don't is, is it based on a novel? I know there's been a few different versions of the movie, at least. Maybe, yeah, because I'm looking it up right now, because I know there was the Clark Gable version. The right. Yeah, it was based on a novel. Okay. Uh, it feels like a novel, Tyler, in, in the best possible way. Um, basically, it's about this crew that goes to, they're sailing from England in the, I think it's like the late 1700s, I think, to go to uh, Tahiti to get this plant that's uh, going to help England's agriculture. Um, and it's about this crazy captain. Um, and it's basically just a test to see how much of his crap the rest of the crew can put up with before they all go insane. Um, and it's quite good. And I, I, I'm just... It, an old movie like this, you see the three-hour runtime, and I, I, at least for myself, I get a little apprehensive about that. Yeah. I always go, how much of... I'm sure there's going to be some good stuff in this movie, but is it just going to be kind of boring? And I did not feel that at all. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. And the best part is, I feel like they actually treated the native characters with some respect, and they actually felt like people. So that nice. was nice. Nice. Always As opposed good. to all of the King Kongs. Correct. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Mutiny on the Bounty, another good one. Good recommendations. Yeah. Tyler, are you going to um, recommend Val? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have not watched anything. I am going to, or any movies. Uh, I am going to recommend a ongoing thing. 
um, which is produced by uh, a man named John Boyce, who I might have recommended stuff from before. Um, he's an internet dude who works for SB Nation, which is like a sports website, if you don't know sports websites. Um, <laughs> I just go to sports.com. Or, yeah, he's still, they, they've kind of splintered a little bit in terms of their branding, but um, basically he's associated with a lot of like college football writers and stuff. Um, and he and some other folks uh, have been working on a documentary called The History of the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. Um, and it's not what you would probably expect if you're, if you've never heard of um, his work and are like, Oh, what, what does that sound like? Or what is, is that just like a bunch of old footage and, you know, very stock uh, sweeping kind of grander and like, Oh, well in the good old days of the 1900s, here's, here's the last remaining interview from their coach of the 1912 historic team. None of that. Uh, also <laughs> Falcons are not that old. Um, but it is basically a breakdown using a ton of stats and charts and really funny, dry humor. Um, just analyzing like how this team got to, uh, if you're not aware of any pro football, uh, recent events, uh, got to the point of blowing the greatest collapse in Super Bowl history. Um, or blowing the greatest collapse, having the greatest collapse in Super Bowl history by blowing a huge lead. Um, and it's a, a they, they've done stuff like this before. They did one for the Seattle Mar Mariners, which is a baseball team. Um, but this one is ongoing. There might be another part up by the time this podcast goes up. But the third part actually just went up earlier today and I will probably go watch it quite soon. Um, and it's it's great. It's it's just this perfect like blend of presentation that you don't really get. I can't I can't explain it without. You, someone like actually sitting down and watching part of it um it's very different from probably what you're expecting from how i would describe it and how i'm trying to describe it uh i would just suggest going and putting on like five minutes of it uh the first part and seeing if it's your jam because even if you're not a sports fan i think it's got a ton of really funny cool stuff and actually tells like a story and an arc and um really gets into the emotion and the complete absurdity of sports uh in a way that a lot of stuff does not capture well um so i'm a big fan and i wanted to throw that out there um if i haven't recommended anything specifically kind of worked on by john boyce before uh i am now because it's ongoing and if you uh get into it then you can be excited about the new parts like i am as they come out is this on youtube yep oh nice cool to cool, clarify cool. sorry yeah well, those are three very disparate recommendations, and I like that. We all bring something to the table here. Quick quick uh, corrections and omissions, uh, because oh. I'm not even sure what I said. I didn't I watch Cool Hand Luke. I actually watched Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched Beethoven the second, excuse me. Pardon. Um, Season of the Witch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if I said they're sailing for Haiti or Tahiti. It's Tahiti. Ah, You said Tahiti. Okay, I got it right. Never mind. Tyler edited out. No. <laughs> I, um, I will. You were correct, but I will not edit out your miscorrection. Uh, well, thank you. I got. Oh, I got 50% of that right. So it's fine. Um, so <laughs> you get 50% uh, of the things you didn't say right. Wayne Gretzky said that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, one other thing I did want to mention. One of the main characters is played by Richard Harris, who played uh, Dumbledore in the first two Harry Potters. Mm -hmm. So that was neat. Seeing him as a younger man. 
Right yeah, now, he's great. His <laughs> son, Jared Harris, is also great. Yes. Best part Any of Madden. In relation to Randy Newman? I think he's... I think he was their midwife. <laughs> what an interesting set of yeah, connections. R- Richard Harris, the doula. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, I guess you can just uh, push if you're feeling like us. That's my that's my very good Richard Harris impression. <laughs> that is actually old Michael Sarah. Um, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, that's what you've done here. Oh, uh, he is going to be old one day. That'll be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope so. He is a national treasure. No, I agree. That's, that's going to be strange. <laughs> so, what you're telling me is, in like thirty years, we've we've got to we got to bring back the whole cast and make. Scott Pilgrim versus age. Oh, buddy. <laughs> versus My- old. Michael, Sarah, and I around the same age. Tell me we got more than 30 years before <laughs> that, man. Tell tell me it's more. I, uh, I, I, can't, I can't look down that mirror quite yet. <laughs> look at that mirror. I can't talk. Yeah, I mean, if if uh, the icon of youthfulness, Michael, Sarah, uh only has 30 years before he's a decrepit old man i mean what hope is there for the rest of us i know god i'll be giving directions to teens to a cabin before you know it oh boy (laughs) (laughs) um but before then at least i'll go down doing what i love watching halloween (laughs) four season of the witch season of the witch uh if you want to listen to us talk about quantum quantum of the witch quantum of the A view to a witch? This is something that is not... It doesn't work, I think, unless you've seen the movie. But having seen the movie, this is now going to be my favorite title to add to anything. (laughs) Because it is completely meaningless. Yeah, yeah. Move move over Too Fast, Too Furious parody titles. No. It's season of... It's the season of season of the witch. (laughs) The Uh, season of the witch who loved me? I tell you, I'm having a season of the witch summer. (laughs) <laughs> my hot season of the witch summer summer of the witch yes. the man with the golden season of the witch <laughs> uh if you want to hear us talk about halloween 4 for some reason uh <laughs> you can find us online at here comes sequels.blogspot.com you can find us on uh twitter at ht sequels you can email us at here comes at gmail.com still open for shrek memes yeah um don't we, stop don't stop Hey, if you have any season of the witch memes, uh, send them our way. But yeah, Shrek I, is the is the is the hope. Yeah, we're looking for Shrek memes. We will take a nice discount on season of the witch memes. Um, yeah. So what we you're are telling also me on, is on Apple Music podcast, whatever whatever they call their thing now, and uh, other things. So it's pretty a- good. Any of you, any of you that are are great with the special effects out there, I, I want a re-edit of the scene where the kid's head melts, and instead of snakes and little bugs crawling out of his head. It's Shrek. Shrek just comes crawling out <laughs> little, and little terrifies the parents. Also, the uh, running around like rah. <laughs> the hands up. The Instagram account Atlas Obscura, which I recommend because it's wonderful. On their story today, had uh, some posts about Perry, a don- the donkey, who is a very famous donkey because he did stint modeling for Donkey in Shrek. Ah. And uh, it was pretty good. So hooray for donkeys. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers is coming back, and I'll be back too. And I'll be, I will be, and have been Britain. 
and I'll be 138 or however the math shakes <laughs> up on that. I've been Alex. I've been Tyler. I can't do math. And you're having a happy Halloween.